You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, a big honor for a Texan star and our weekly visit with NFL expert and fantasy guru Andy Rio. I'll ask Andy about the Texans' primetime matchup Sunday night with the Cowboys, some important games around the league, and who you should add to your fantasy team. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. Oh, big news off the top. Jadavian Clowney was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Great stuff there. Hopefully he can keep it going on Sunday. Deshaun Watson on pace for 68 sacks this year and 172 hits. Um, he said in his press conference that he said he's holding the ball too long and a lot of the sacks are on him. Uh, something that I might agree with there. That's That was uh, from the press conference on Wednesday. Uh, hey, it's that time of the week where we hear Fancy Takes and NFL Insight from Andy Rio. He brings two decades of experience writing for fantasy publications and websites. You'll also find his weekly article on our website, LockedOnTexans.com. And Andy, boy, the, the big thing on Sunday was Frank Reich deciding to go for it in overtime some say not a wise decision. Some say a gutsy decision. What do you think? I think it was a little of both, to be honest with you. I totally understand why you want to play to win. I mean, especially since Reich is in his first year as coach in Indianapolis and wants to set the tone for a pretty young team. On the other hand, though, with that situation in the game, you know, they were basically giving the game to the Texans if they didn't get the first down, as we and we all saw what happened. At that point, I think a strong case can be made to just go ahead and take the tie and say, well, one, two, and one is better than one and three. So I think it was equally gutsy and equally, I don't know if foolish would be too strong of a word, but maybe curious. Texans versus the Cowboys this week, Sunday night football, and Andy You've got a Seinfeld comparison for these two teams in your story this week. Explain what that's all about. Well, any fan of Seinfeld probably remembers the Bizarro episode when Elaine met Kevin, Gene, and Feldman, the nicer versions of Jerry, George, and Kramer. In fact, there was even also a Vargas, who is a nicer version of Newman. Uh, nevertheless, uh, applying that comparison to football, uh, you know, the Texans have issues running the ball. The Cowboys have Ezekiel Elliott, who is one of the best running backs in football. The Texans have phenomenal wide receivers with Hopkins and Fuller. And, of course, now we have Kiki QT coming on strong. The Cowboys have a cast that includes Cole Beasley, Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup, Tavon Austin, and Deontay Thompson. That's a pretty stark contrast between the two teams. And the Cowboys' defense is underachieved while the Texans' defense is generally underachieved. So, yeah, you can make a case that the Cowboys are the bizarro Texans. I guess if uh, you are going to say, hello, Newman, you're talking about Terrence Newman maybe from uh, past Cowboys teams? <laughs> I guess so, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this might be uh, good for our hired and fired segment later in the show, but Andy, I'd add Kiki QT to my fantasy team I don't think he's a fluke, believe it or not. After just one game, he's first on the Texans in yards after the catch, third in receiving yards 
and receptions. And I, I think I've been telling you that I, I love this guy from what I'd seen all offseason. It, it was good to be vindicated, too, see, see this guy, uh, what he did against the Colts. Well, I think he's a must-add if you already have Will Fuller on your roster because with the game being on Sunday night as opposed to being like Sunday at noon, uh, your options for replacing Fuller are going to be limited. If you have QT, then you've automatically got that spot covered. I mean, he's going to be very valuable if Fuller is unable to go. Even if Fuller does play, uh, QT is definitely carving out value. I mean, the Texans have been hoping for a third wide receiver for some time now and as we've seen with like a team such as the rams for example i mean they've got three quality receivers so there's no reason why the texans couldn't have three quality receivers if kuti stays on this path because they've already got two quality ones really good ones in hopkins and fuller i guess if you're gonna dump somebody talking about a fired segment for the texans it, it might be lamar miller after the last couple of weeks and then now, you know, you hear he's still limping around after Sunday's game. So uh, he, he's going to have to get it going. The offensive line's going to have to start, you know, opening holes for him again. It would be hard at this point to totally just get rid of him. But if you've got some other options on your team, you could certainly look at him. Um, I would probably still be a bit too soon to add Alfred Blue. Um, if Miller's health seems to be even worse, then maybe. But, uh, you know, my thought at this point is, you know, what will happen when Deontay Foreman is eligible to come off the reserve pup list after week six? Um, Based on the fact that Miller has been far from sensational and the Texans continue to view Blue largely as a utility player, uh, Foreman could be interesting. I always like to get your opinion on a, just a neutral opinion, especially on a Texans question. Um, The question I've got for this week is, Who's the worst coach? Is it Jason Garrett or Bill O'Brien? Is that a tough call for you at all? Well, I I don't think uh, either one of them are threatening Bill Belichick uh, for the hierarchy in the NFL, um, at the top of the hierarchy, I should say. I I would say, generally speaking, in the past, O'Brien has done more with less than Garrett has. There have been some talented Cowboys teams that – you know, frequently came up just short of the playoffs where there have been some Texans teams that have under, I mean, excuse me, have overachieved to get into the playoffs. Uh, But I don't think either one has really done a particularly stellar job so far in 2018. I mean, the Texans are certainly a disappointment and the Cowboys, you know, I don't know. The Cowboys did not come into the season with heavy expectations, but it seems like, you know, he's supposed to be a bit of an offensive guru and that offense has largely been stuck in neutral. Do the Texans pick up their second win this week? What do you think? I think they do. I think that maybe the win over Indianapolis, which was a game that in you know many ways they you know could have completely given away and maybe not necessarily should have won, but they got the win and it might just wake them up. They know this is a pivotal stretch for them because – After this game, I mean, they play Buffalo, and Buffalo, aside from that one fluky game in Minnesota, has been been bad. A road trip to Jacksonville will be tough, but then they've got Miami at home. So if they can beat the Cowboys and then beat Buffalo and Miami, those are reasonable expectations at this point. If they can't do that, then something needs to change with the team. But if they can do that... And then even if they lose to Jacksonville, they'd be talking about a 4-4 and record. Not what many people were hoping for, 
But if you're four and four at midseason, you're in contention at least. Exactly. Yeah, that's going to have to happen. Uh, we're going to hit your five favorite uh, NFL matchups this week in a bit. But just a reminder, the NBA season is here. But Locked On NBA and Locked On Rockets, they never went away. Make sure to subscribe to my friend Ben Dubose podcast to keep up with the Rockets. And Locked On NBA is your daily national NBA podcast every Monday. Get local experts opinions on the biggest stories then stay with the lockdown nba all week long follow for free at apple podcast google podcast or tell your smart speaker to play podcast lockdown nba it's that simple the texans are a three and a half point favorite this week over the cowboys the over under is 45 points so if you think you can make some money off the Texans, or you'd like to put a buck or two on other games this week, go to mybookie.ag. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in business for years, have great reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie. You win, they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. If you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m. Central, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. Don't forget to use that promo code when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you wait till 6 p.m., you get an extra $25 free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25. So it's that easy. Locked on 25 for an extra $25 free play. Go ahead. Wait till after dinner, after 6 p.m. and take the extra money. My bookie. Again, you play, you win, you get paid. Andy Texans fans will be playing close attention to division rival Jacksonville's game against Kansas City. There might be no better chess match this week than Pat Mahomes against that Jags defense, man. Absolutely. I think that is an absolutely fascinating matchup in Kansas City. I mean, we have seen Patrick Mahomes become an instant superstar. As I mentioned in my article, he's really kind of the unstoppable force going against uh, the immovable object that could be the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Um, and in his performance Monday night in Denver, rallying them incredibly impressive, uh, you know, it'll be very interesting to see how he fares, though, against a very tough Jacksonville defense. Kansas City, of course, uh, getting that game at home, but on a short week. So that'll be another challenge. Uh, as I mentioned in my article last year during week five, the Jaguars made what was their most serious statement to date in the revitalization of the franchise when they went up to Pittsburgh and picked off Ben Roethlisberger five times. Not sure they'll do that with Mahomes. But they're going to make life uh, interesting for him, to say the least. Right. Yeah. If, if I wasn't watching the Texans, uh, that would be a game I'd want to watch. And the good news is you can do both because the Texans are on Sunday night. And the Falcons and the Steelers play this week. Feels like the first team to 50 uh, wins this one. I'm imagining lots of must plays in your fantasy league right here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, uh, with Pittsburgh, you've got Big Ben, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Antonio Brown. Uh, Atlanta, you've got Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. Uh, biggest story with the Falcons could be the potential return of Devontae Freeman. He's been sidelined since week one. 
Uh, Tevin Coleman, who's usually at least a reliable flex player, has uh, not delivered gigantic numbers in Freeman's absence. Uh, they've worked in uh, rookie Edo Smith kind of playing the normal Coleman role while Coleman's been playing the normal Freeman role. So certainly you can fire up Freeman for your lineup if he's back this week. Coleman, still a flex, um, but uh, it, it's going to be, yeah, pretty much a free-for-all at this point. You're right. You just don't want to start either team's defense. Game three of your take five, your, your five games to watch in the NFL, and the Vikings play the defending champion Eagles in the NFC title game rematch. The loser in this game might be a cross-off as a Super Bowl contender, I would think. Quite possibly, although I think Minnesota's start is a little bit more uh, problematic than Philadelphia's at this point. I mean, Philadelphia, of course, didn't have Carson Wentz the first two games. They just got Alshon Jeffrey back. And I think that a loss to Tennessee on the road is a condonable loss. I think even the loss to Tampa Bay is somewhat condonable. Minnesota's loss to Buffalo is just, it's going to just come back to bite them all season. I mean, you know, losing to the Rams in Los Angeles, that's one thing. But losing to a bad Buffalo team at home, it's just so inexplicable. Uh, Still like uh, the Vikings passing game overall, Kirk Cousins, Aside from that uh, oddball game with Buffalo, has been very good. Adam Thielen has been phenomenal. Stefan Diggs has had some great moments, too. Kyle Rudolph, uh, one of the more solid tight ends, especially this year. The problem with Minnesota is Dalvin Cook has not been very good, nor is Latavius Murray. I would have a real hard time going with either running back against the Eagles since they're better against the run than the pass. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what Carson Wentz can do, given that the Eagles, or excuse me, the Vikings have just given up 465 yards and five touchdowns to Jared Goff. So Alshon Jeffries back. Zach Ertz remains an elite tight end. Maybe this is a week Nelson Aguilar gets going again. So certainly uh, you can ride with Wentz all the way. The only running back for Philadelphia probably worth using is, of course, Jay Ajayi. Uh, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles have missed time with injury. Wendell Smallwood has gotten some playing time. Uh, but, uh, you know, Ajay is the only one you really want to go with. It should be a fun game. That's going to be the main uh, late afternoon doubleheader game on Fox. So most of the country is going to get to see that one. Last matchup I want to ask you about is the Rams against the Seahawks. We knew the Rams had a really good team, Andy, but have they even exceeded your expectations so far? Oh, absolutely. Um, that offense is uh, something to behold. Um, I, you know, Last year, I mean, Cooper Cup as a rookie showed a lot of promise. And you know, he quickly became one of those guys in fantasy who was at least usable if you needed them. And now he's kind of elevated himself into uh, an every week starter on the verge of becoming an every week star of late. Uh, Robert Woods is still a very useful asset. And you know, I just question still why New Orleans and New England parted with Brandon Cooks. He's a game breaker. He he makes any team much more dangerous on offense. Uh, we really don't need to go into superlatives about Todd Gurley. He was the first overall pick in many fantasy leagues, and he has certainly justified that pick for sure. Yeah, the Rams, I mean, I tell you what, Andy, you know, I go into history a little bit with them, and you think of those – Rams team is the greatest show on turf offensively. Uh, you go back, if you want to go way back, <laughs> back to the Los Angeles Rams, uh, the original Los Angeles Rams, 
uh, you know, 60, 70 years ago or something like that. What was it, the point-a-minute offense, Rams? You know, this this might go up against uh, some of those great offenses of the past. And Rams, I mean, they've got a great history of, of offense, the, the Rams do. Yeah, and let's also not forget they've also had some very good run-based teams with uh, Eric Dickerson as well. Well, who should you hire and who should you fire on your fantasy team? That's coming up in a bit. But, hey, if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends. Support us also by sharing our show link with your social media followers and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. We want you to be a part of the conversation. You can email LockedOnTexans at Mail.com for questions or comments. Really easy to do. Well, Swap.com, we got to talk about them because, man, isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes? Why do we buy new kids' clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? Where can you go for awesome discounts on gently used clothes? Well, Swap.com is the place. They're the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year, but shopping secondhand at Swap.com Helps prevent textile race, waste and uh, polluting the env- environment. So, uh, you know, it's something everybody can feel good about for sure. It's the largest online consignment and thrift store. And with Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lulamon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and The Gap. Quality hand-inspected items are added every day. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. And we also got a special offer for our listeners. You can get 35% off selected items for your first order with promo code LOCKEDON. Plus, find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. Remember that promo code, too, LOCKEDON, for 35% off. Go to Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Well, Andy, I might need a little help on my fantasy team this week. Who do I hire? Uh, that's your regular segment. Who do I grab if they're available? What do you think? Well, in many ways, it probably depends on if you need somebody to help out this week with Chicago and Tampa Bay on by. But if you're looking ahead, uh, we definitely will focus on the Buccaneers right now uh, because while we're all kind of shedding a tear over the end of Fitz magic, it is time to focus on the eventual return of Jameis Winston. Who's going to be coming back in game game six, week six against Atlanta? And uh, will, of course, has that same great set of weapons that elevated Fitzpatrick. Uh, he probably has some of the most long-term upside of any of the quarterbacks out there. Uh, if you're also wanting to wait on Mitchell Trubisky, if you become a believer after he threw for 354 yards and six touchdowns, he gets Miami when he returns. Another quarterback who is kind of uh, rising up again, Marcus Mariota. He's healthy, threw for 344 yards and two touchdowns in that overtime thriller of a victory against Philadelphia in Nashville on Sunday. Uh, Speaking of Tampa Bay, as I just mentioned them, Ronald Jones may have an opportunity to be elevated into the lineup. He's the rookie second-round pick out of USC. He was inactive for Tampa Bay's first three games of the season, but Peyton Barber did not distinguish himself as the starter. So Jones probably is going to get an opportunity uh, to lead the backfield uh, when they uh, return to action in week six against the Falcons. Uh, Taiwan Taylor is somebody who uh, definitely I think is worth adding. Uh, He took full advantage 
uh, in Tennessee with Richard Matthews gone, caught seven passes for 77 yards, has a decent matchup with Buffalo. The tight end position is just in dreadful shape, as we all know. Two guys that I listed this week, one maybe not as well-known as the other, uh, the unknown one, so to speak. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is at least known in these parts because he played at A&M and caught two touchdowns against the Texans uh, last year. Uh, San Francisco, who he's playing this week, uh, has given up a touchdown reception to a tight end in every game this season. So couple that with the fact that Josh Rosen has breathed some life into that offense after the uh, just horrible showing by Sam Bradford uh, earlier uh, makes Seals Jones worth a look this week. And, of course, the future Hall of Famer Antonio Gates, no longer a star with the Chargers, but uh, still good for an occasional touchdown thanks to his uh, you know, longstanding connection with Phillip Rivers. So those are a couple of guys to look at at a position that's just in, you know, it's dire straits out there right now at that spot, especially when you look at this week, you don't have Trey Burton, who has been at least an adequate starter, or O.J. Howard, who's been part of all the fun down in Tampa. Man, I'd give anything if there was a day where you could hire a Texans tight end and be happy about it. Seems like it's been since Owen Daniels since they've had somebody that would be worth having on your fantasy team. Uh, let's get to the guys that you would fire. Most of us, hey, we, we don't have jobs where we can fire anybody, uh, you know, because we're not the boss. But uh, this is where we can do it uh, uh, as far as our fantasy league. Uh, who would you fire this week? Well, I mentioned Fitzpatrick, of course. You know, if if he does get another chance before the season is over, certainly you can uh, you know try to find Fitz magic again. Uh, my focus was on the Dolphins in this segment. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had started to get attention from fantasy owners, but that game in New England was just flat out dreadful. Uh, maybe they do okay against Cincinnati this week. Then they've got the Bears in Week Six, so the the prospects are not good for the Dolphins. Uh, it pained me to list Kenyon Drake as a player to fire because he was so good for me last year down the stretch and for many other owners too. Uh, but that coaching staff, I just, I just don't think they understand what they have there. And, and I, you know, I have, as I've mentioned before, I have so much respect for Frank Gore, but, but Gore is at the end of his end of his career and, and he should be a veteran mentor, not a workhorse at this point. So I, I think you have to bench Drake. Uh, a couple of other people I listed as fire candidates, Jamal Williams now seems to be the third wheel in Green Bay's committee behind Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery. That's just not going to get the job done. And Robbie Anderson last year, he had seven touchdowns for the Jets, 941 yards. He seems to be completely forgotten right now as the only wide receiver for the Jets that Sam Darnold seems to lock in on is Quincy Inunua, who is having a good season so far, uh, given the circumstances. So those are some of the guys I wouldn't be counting on going forward. If you forget any of that, or just if you want to you know, go through it again. Don't forget, it's all on LockedOnTexans.com. Andy's piece is right there. He's got those names. He's got um, all sorts of good stuff. We we did mention one of the best five matchups of the week. Uh, you can find that one also on LockedOnTexans.com. It's always fun, Andy, every single week. Let's do it again next week. All right, sounds great. All right, last thing, uh, my usual co-host, Brian, you can find his work on HouseOfHouston.com as most of you know by now, if you want my takes, it's uh, Houston Sports Talk, the podcast. That's the w place to go for Rockets and Astros. Got a chance to 
preview the ALDS. The Astros are playing there on Friday against the Cleveland Indians. Previewed it with Bill Brown, the legend with the Astros for 30 years, the voice of their television team. That's all we got for this Locked On Texans. Barring something crazy happening over the next couple of days, we should see you again on Sunday. You can listen to the post-game show. It'll be late, late, late Sunday night, but it'll be something worth listening to on the drive to work on Monday morning, hopefully after a W against the Cowboys in the rivalry game. Uh, Looking forward to that. But as always, uh, that's all we got for this week. Thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, my God.